What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been, it will always be, about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's really good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop. It is Tuesday, NBA talk. I am filling in for Matt Moore. I got a plethora of sharp guys to talk the NBA slate today. Jay Money is money, my guy who I rock with on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Pleasure to work with him on a Tuesday. And I got guys I haven't worked with, so I'm excited to chat through the NBA slate today. Brian Fonseca, Andrew O'Connor Watts. Brian, what's up, baby? How are you? Doing all right. Doesn't look like I'm going to hit this Cam Thomas prop tonight, but doing <laughs> doing all right tonight. <laughs> Andrew O'Connor Watts, my guy. What's going on? I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm uh, glad to hear the uh, we in the workshop, man. That was the first timer. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Jay, money is money. What's going on, man? Day early for us, but we're back on the mic tomorrow as well. Yeah, yeah. Here once again, trying to get some cash, man. The NBA grind continues. Uh, we're trying to make some money every day. That's it. That's all. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. Everything you need to know about sports betting is in that app. Bowl season is upon us. The NBA is continuing to roll. NFL is closing up the regular season. Playoff numbers are starting to get released and broken down as we see fit here, depending on who gets the one seed. Can the Bills continue to roll? The the boys are continuing to put out tons and tons of content. Go check that out. Go download the Action Network app. You know the deal. We give our best bets for the Tuesday slate, give you a cap, Get you guys out of here. I'm just going to run point guard. I'm going to let the guys give out the winners. Jay Money is money. I'm coming to you first. What are you looking at for the Tuesday NBA slate? I'll rock with the Celtics in the first half, minus three. Fonseca. I like Malachi Branham over 11 and a half points. Andrew O'Connor Watts. I got Pelicans minus six and a half. I love it. Let's break them all down. Jay Money is money. I'm coming right back to you. Going to Boston. But you have a little caveat. Talk to me about why uh, you're looking at this first half play. Yeah, I'd like uh, Celtics in the first half here. Uh, my Porzingis is questionable. I always tell people the Celtics are, in my opinion, they're like a super team when they have everybody in there talking about Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, uh, Derek White, Al Horford. Uh, not, I mean, Al Horford could be out. I wouldn't really care. But need Porzingis in there. I need him in there. Um, he stretches the defense. He He's their main shot blocker. Um, so he's, he protects the rim, and he can also stretch the floor. He can hit threes as well. I mean, when this starting five is on the floor, they're damn near unbeatable here. So uh, if uh, hopefully 
hopefully Porzingis plays and I can uh, initially be a great play. If he doesn't play, I still think it gets uh, they get it done. It just doesn't give me as much confidence. But this is the 10th straight game for the Warriors in a, uh, in a different arena. They've been traveling all over the place. They hadn't had back-to-back home games. And we know the Celtics are always going to kick this team's ass, right? Especially after any time you lose in the finals to a team, you're always going to have that in the back of your mind. The Warriors kind of owned them uh, over the past few years. But I think times have changed now. The Celtics are the much better team. They finally got them a coach as well who's very motivated uh, to win to, for them to win every single game. And I just think these two teams are going in different directions as far as the franchise here. So um, I do like the Celtics in this in this particular game. I'll take them in the first half, minus three. Jay, talk to me. When you're when you're looking at this spot and breaking down and, and getting to the official play if Porzingis goes on the first half, why first half and not full game? What made you lean the first 24 minutes? Well, honestly, I think they can get it done, both of them. But first half would be my top spot in this game. We know how sometimes the Warriors can come out and blitz a team in the third and fourth quarter. Celtics are traveling on the road after five straight home games as well. And it's an East East Coast uh, team going to West Coast as well. Things that people don't really look at. So um, I think I'd want to get in and get out here uh, with the Celtics. But I wouldn't be surprised if they came out there and covered the first quarter, first half, and full game. But I feel a lot more uh, a lot better with just going with the first half. The Celtics are 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four games um, in the first half on the road. And a couple of those games, they ended up losing. So um, I'm definitely expecting them to come out with some fire in this one early. Yeah, first half, because full game, Celtics in their last nine are two and seven against the spread in their last nine road games. Andrew, any thoughts on the Celtics in that first 24 minutes? Um, Yeah, the Celtics are incredible when they're at full strength. Um, There's... I, you know, my it's funny. My I I use a lot of projections in my handicapping, and sometimes my projections don't always fully capture teams, at either being as bad as they are, or as, in the case of the Celtics, as good as they are. And I just started like completely shifting my 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 adjustments, like my manual adjustments, and it's been going way better for me. Like I was on them uh, against the Magic last game, and it was pretty much a sweat free bet. Um, I mean, they're they can play five out, they can play. You know they could play however beat beat any different team, uh, especially the Celt uh, the uh, Warriors, who are a little bit smaller now without Draymond. Um, yeah, I love that first half play for for Jay. Yeah, one nine and one ATS at home for the Warriors. So we just talked about the Celtics struggling on the road the last nine, but the Warriors can't get it together at the home. Numbers been a little inflated. Brian, any thoughts on that, on the Celtics overall, the Warriors overall, and that first half play from Jack? Yeah, I like it as well. I know Golden State could be a frustrating team to bet against, bet on, <laughs> whatever the case may be. I think Boston is just a better team, and I think that they should should handle business, especially if Chris Porzingis is out there, um, because of the way that they can stretch out that defense. They should be able to create buckets with relative ease throughout the course of the game, and I think at the very least, them covering the first half should be something that happens because you expect you expect them to get a strong start. But as we were talking about before we got on, things in the NBA don't always go as you know expected, <laughs> especially if you're betting on it, especially in the first couple of months of the season. But I love that play because I think the Celtics should be able to take care of business in terms of betting. They're one of the more reliable teams and have been um, for most of the season uh, as it pertains to just how they've performed. 
All right, Andrew, I'm coming right back to you. John Morant back in the fold. He's saying all the right things. You putting a mic in front of him. He's talking about how he's working on himself. Jay Money, he's working on him. He's working on the 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 human, the man level, and that's going to translate to the court. Andrew's not buying it. He's looking at the Pelicans here in John Morant's first game back. Tell me why. Um, I mean. Kind of uh, the way Jay's looking at the first half, I like the full game kind of for for depth purposes, right? Um, the Pelicans are one of the deeper teams in the league. They're they're over the past ten games, they're plus five point six net rating uh, for their bench uh, bench players. They're the Grizzlies are pretty much a mirror opposite of that, minus five point seven. Um, but what kind of kept me clued me in was Jaw returning. Like I just don't. I, it doesn't bother me that Jaws coming back. I think, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a change man. I don't know. Look, he, he came back, said he was changed and, and then, you know, posted a video like a week later. So, but either way, basketball wise, it always takes a little time to kind of readjust with new, new guys in the mix. Um, you know, not to mention the Grizzlies are on the road, which is a spot that they've struggled in the past. Uh, the Pelicans being at home, they're pretty much dominant at home. I mean, they're ten and three against the spread. Um, yeah, I like I said, I I kind of look to these spots where you you have a guy coming back from a long absence. It's a little rusty, or you know, the the other guys aren't used to playing with him. Um, you know, a similar spot is like when a star is out for the first time, right? You're you the books tend to over adjust. You get guys coming back in, but in this case, I just like that. We're getting a, a really uh, deep Pels team against a pretty thin Grizzlies team. Ryan, for all the flack that we hear and negativity surrounding Zion, it seems like on a weekly basis, when he plays really well, that's what we expect. When he plays bad, he's fat, out of shape, and not concentrated. But regardless of that, in their last 10, they're 7-3. and three. They continue to climb up the, the Western Conference standings. They're only a game and a half out of second place. What do you think about this spot with Jaw returning? I mean, in terms of frustrating teams, the Pelicans are also right up there for me because I, I love their depth. I think if everything's clicking, if guys are healthy, they can compete with almost anybody in the Western Conference. But we haven't seen it consistently enough. Like they're a team, they can beat, you know, one of the premier teams in the league one night and then just flop around against a, a middling team on the next and I just want to see them put it all together. I like this bet. Um, Pelicans are really good, really deep. I think with Memphis, you know, as somebody who has John Moran on their fantasy team, I'm very <laughs> excited about his return. One of his fantasy teams. Um, but I think, I think with Memphis, it will take some time to adjust. And in terms of the books sort of overrating uh, a team or, you know, when they're having a player come back, we just kind of saw this tonight with the Heat and the Timberwolves where the spread was really around Timberwolves minus one, one and a half. Um, and of course, always bet against the Heat in the fourth quarter, did that. And the, the Timberwolves were losing after three quarters and ended up winning that game by four. So they won and covered. And that was with Miami bringing back Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo in the same night. So I think it could be a similar deal here where maybe it's closer than you expect for a while, but ultimately New Orleans can pull away. I think Memphis should be better with John Morant over the long haul of this season. But I don't think uh, welcoming him back against the Pelicans is going to be easy at all uh, for their prospects in terms of winning the game. 
Yeah, Jay, when you talk about teams like the Philadelphia 76ers and and we start pulling up last 10 offensive rating, net rating, all the numbers are through the roof because it seems like the only teams they play are the the Wizards and the Pistons. And I swear to God, every time I look up, the Philadelphia 76ers are playing the Hawks, the Pistons, or the Wizards. That's what that's the teams they play. And then when they play somebody that is solid, they end up having a problem. Like, I, outside of Joel Embiid going crazy, 30-plus 30, 30 in 12 straight games, it seems like they're not playing anybody all the time, right? But then when you go look at New Orleans, they're beating up on the bad teams. They just got done beating up on the Spurs, Hornets, and Wizards. But if you go back four games, they beat the Timberwolves. Then you, you take mm-hmm. out the absolute dud me and Jay Money were in Vegas for the in-season tournament. Zion and those guys got blown out. You could just throw that game out. But they have a quality win against the Kings. They have a quality win against those 76ers. They they caught the Clippers before they started to roll. How do you feel about this uh, this Pelicans play, minus six and a half, and just them overall as a squad? Uh, me personally, I think it's a tough game. Um, obviously, the Pelicans are a, most, a much better team here. I just – I do have it in the back of my mind that I know that the Grizz are going to they're going to be ready to turn it up now. They finally got their guy back. I do agree that he's going to be rusty. Um, this team is on a back to back as well, which they kind of punted to punted the game tonight versus the Thunder. But um, I'm not sure, man, because the Grizz have been so bad so far this year. I do think that there's going to be a little bit more juice, a little bit more pep in their step um, for them to at least try to make a playoff run. So uh, it's just a, it's a tough game for me. I could see it going either way. Um, I'd possibly look towards Zion to continue to dominate as well. With everybody talking about him, this guy, even though he's a little overweight, this this guy is still a superstar player in this league. And as long as he's just one of those type of players that is like, okay, you guys want to talk? Let me go out here and ball. So this is a game that I think is really good to look at some props. Um, figuring out a side here, I'm just I'm gonna pass. I'm looking towards the side here. Jay, any any thoughts on Morant? What you're expecting on him with his first game back? They have lost five in a row, six of seven. Any thoughts on him coming back and what you expect from him? It's, to, I'll be honest. To me, I feel like he's about to walk on the court. And it's going to look like he never left. I think he's just really looking forward to getting back. And his style of play isn't – I guess everyone has to get accustomed and back in, 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 in game shape. But I don't think he's going to struggle too, too much, especially because they are in dire need of a guy like him to just take, just take, take the reins and kind of lead them. Any thoughts on him coming back first game? Well, just like just like Zion, John Moran is an absolute dog. He hears all the talk. He hears everybody talking about him, everybody having something to say. Uh, me personally, I think it's going to come back and ball out. That's why I'm a little hesitant to take the uh, the uh, Pelicans here at the house. I love the Pelicans. I love their depth. I love their defense as well. But uh, some just tells me that the Grizzlies try to try their best to come to play here, and I think that's mainly around Josh. So I wouldn't talk you off looking at some John Moran props. Um, like I say, he's he's heard all the noise, and now he's ready to uh, to come and shut everybody up. Yeah, it's a really interesting spot. He's going to get tons of looks. He's going to have the rock in his hand a bunch here coming in to this first game back. Andrew, any thoughts before I go to Brian on his prop with everybody's input on the the Pels minus six and a half? Well, I did want to weigh in about the Zion side of that prop. Um, So the Pels have been playing some more small ball lately, which just gives – and then they've been giving Zion the ball. So he can kind of just go ISO against his defender now. He's going to be going up probably against uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., reigning defensive player of the year. But uh, Triple J is more of a you know rim protector, kind of like off-ball guy, whereas uh, he's not like an on-ball defender, really. So I think that 
that Zion points prop could be a good look if they kind of let Zion cook go ISO against some of the Grizzlies guys. Last thought on this game. I, I am a little shocked for, for Bain and Triple J to to play as many games as they've had. I, I thought they'd be in a, a little bit of a better spot than they are. I understand. I understand Brandon Clark is gone. I understand Adams is out. I get it. Kennard is out. I get it. They don't have a small forward. I understand. But I thought they would be be able to hang on uh, a little bit better for Ja to get back. We'll see how this starts to shake for Ja Morant now being back in the fold. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Brian, talk to me about the prop. We're going to San Antonio. Yeah, uh, San Antonio's probably going to get their ass full by Milwaukee. But <laughs> I like Malachi Branham over uh, 11.5 points. Now, I don't know what the Spurs are doing in terms of their point guard situation. It was Jeremy Sohan. It appears to be Malachi Branham. It's not Trey Jones, who it probably should be, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Malachi Branham over 11.5. He's got it in three of his last four, where he's averaging 14, 4, and 4 and shooting about 55% from the field. So. He's been very efficient so far, um, you know, in this new role, the the several games that he's played it. The only concern is sort of the shot attempts, because in two of these four games, he's had eight shot attempts. And the other two, he's at 13, which you'll take that. The shot diet has been a little healthier there. And obviously, you have the concern about Milwaukee potentially pulling away. Malachi Branham's actually pretty good, and he can shoot the ball really well. They love giving it to him sort of in that mid-range area so he can get to his pull-up. He's been very effective there and from three, where he's knocking down 36% over his last four games. Uh, Doesn't get to the free throw line a ton, but I think that's something that will come. And against the Bucks defense, we've had questions all year long and will continue to do so about their perimeter defense, which they don't really have because they traded Drew Holiday. And guards are starting to light them up on different nights. The entire Houston Rockets starting five got at least 16 points or more in the last game that they played against them. Um, and the Houston Rockets, you know, pretty good offensively. Not the San Antonio Spurs, but still gave up a lot of points on that. And uh, the Spurs also play third in pace. The Bucks are fourth in pace. So this could potentially be a high-volume offensive game between the two teams. And the Bucks, as we've talked about, just bottom 10 or around the bottom 10 in defensive rating. So not a great defensive team. So I think out on the perimeter, Malachi Branham is one of the guys I would look at to potentially hit an over it's only 11 and a half he's been in that territory he's been living around there for each of the last four or five games so i like him as a slight over in this contest against the bucks as long as he continues to shoot the ball well yeah there should be points in this game number open 247 and a half now 249 and a half the game number 16 and a half j money potential blowout spot any thoughts on the brandon prop and going over there should be buckets 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't really have uh, thoughts on a prop. I'm not a prop guy, but Brian broke it down pretty well there. Uh, this Bucks defense is ass, especially on the perimeter. I mean, they have three guys starting that are basically a cone on defense. I've been saying this all year. Beasley, Lillard, and Middleton. Like, I could blow by. I could blow by these guys. I'm telling you this right now. But I actually think the Spurs get the cover here. I know that no, there's no Wimby in this game, but you can't be laying double digits with this Bucks team. They're uh, they're one in three against the spread this year, laying double digits. Their only cover was against the trash Pistons. So I'm going to throw that one out. So they're basically 0-3 against the spread when Lynn double digits, in my opinion. I think the Spurs have the perimeter to keep this game close. I think they could lose this game by like 10 or 11 points. So I'd be looking towards Spurs, 12, 16 and a half here. Andrew, any thoughts here in this spot? Um, Not really prop prop guy either, but, I mean, yeah, Brian laid it out well. It's only 11 and a half points. I mean, it's, good. it's a high high total game. I mean, yeah, not really, honestly. Yeah, the only thing for me is – they're a tough squad to peg on who's going to get the rock. Some nights it's Keldon Johnson. He's going crazy. He's getting volume. Then it's Devin Vassell. He's getting buckets. He's getting volume. He's getting the looks. The no Wemby uh, does make me feel a lot better that they'll be able to, the, to distribute just the offensive volume throughout. But, like, some nights Collins will come out and start trying to go crazy. It's just there doesn't seem to be very much organization and, and plan outside of trying to develop Wemby. So it's tough to to kind of figure out who's going to get the looks. I hope Malachi does in this spot for our guy, Brian. All right, to recap the fellas, Brian Fonseca, Malachi Bronham, over 11 and a half points, J Money, Is Money, Celtics, first half, minus three, Andrew O'Connor, Watts, Pelicans, minus six and a half, and a Ja Morant return fade i like it boys let's cash out on a tuesday don't forget it we're presented by bet mgm the king of sportsbooks don't forget it go download the action network app anything you need to know is in that app and don't forget it get buckets baby we'll see you guys next time action network reminds you please gamble responsibly If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.